0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: I've had enough. of Taylor Swift. Please tell me you have too.
2: As a Chiefs guy, I'm here for it, Rod. But I do have five percent of you is just worried that the most, the biggest star on the planet, the most powerful woman in the world, actually has her eyes on the real prize, and that's Patrick Mahomes, and she's infiltrating the Chiefs from the inside through Kelsey. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, Welcome to Hour 2, everybody, of uh, I think your favorite daytime sports talk show. Pretty sure we are. Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio. I'm in South Florida, and let's bring in Darren Moose-Dupont. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. We've got a lot to get to here. Uh, One thing about this show, Darren, if people haven't noticed, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Maybe we're like, it's the only time that I would be called the snowflake. Uh, there's no two alike. no two episodes are alike here on the RP show. And uh, as we said, sail at hour two, um, we got a few interesting things. There's some real interesting people uh, have written into the program that are watching on YouTube chat. I don't know whether to read their comments or not but hour one was a lot of fun we had jake ceresna with us the former new york jet and patriot now of the edmonton elks he said a ted in red deer writes in and says hats off to the cfl players association and the rp show for these player interviews with these guys just shows what great people play this game awesome work guys and girls and if i'm not mistaken it was our sales guys idea kevin the medium in calgary it was his idea to do it and it's worked out so great and i'm so glad that we did it but we've also, listen, we got people writing in here because I asked you, is Pat McAfee on television in Canada? Because it's new to ESPN in the States. And obviously uh, you said that it is. And it's replayed on ESPN News and it's replayed on ESPN2. And uh, so I started watching a little bit of it last night and I couldn't believe the swearing that was going on. And that's fine. Listen, I'm not a prude. We went over this with spit and chiclets and biznasty. Say whatever the heck you want but i don't understand how the business has changed listen we turn this camera off nobody swears more than me and serena she swears swears way more than i do make a trucker blush but is that where we're at in the business now is that is that where it's going i, I don't i could just never bring myself to be that person and swear on the air. And I'm kind of surprised TSN and ESPN's allowing it on their side with McAfee, but whatever, whatever, could you do it?
2: I don't know if I could or not, you know, there's the the thing to be said about being authentically you and people like that, you know, but at the same time, it just feels weird. I mean, I dropped a swear in once. I mean, we, I've had, I've had, you know, mess ups, not mess up, but, you know, you drop the odd swear word in here, and it's like, oh, my God, a big deal. I did it once on a social media video. Um, it was a reaction to something, and I got comments being like, I didn't know that you actually ever swore. It was so jarring to hear you swear. You know, it was so, it made me stop in my tracks. So I don't know if I could do it. I really don't. It'd be tough. Is that when you got trapped in the stairwell in Toronto and you dropped an F-bomb <laughs> in your story? No. It wasn't, um, but I could have dropped an F-bomb or two in that one for sure. I mean, I think I did drop one in there <laughs> worthy of it. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah.
1: so I'm glad that this has come up, uh, frankly. And we covered a heck of a lot of sports in hour one. Yeah. We'll get into a little more society and lifestyle here in hour two, if that's okay with everybody. Um, but to recap, if you missed hour one, Blue Jays lost 2 nothing to the Yankees last night. They still have a wild card spot. They got the Yankees tonight. Jose Barrios against Garrett Cole. Uh, NHL leftovers, there were... It's the dang preseason. Man, nobody cares. Everybody just chill, okay? I'm not going to break down these games or even talk what the line combinations are. Stop it! We had a little consternation over what was the uh, top five or six in the NFL power rankings. Moose said Miami. The USA Today says San Francisco. Some viewers are saying, Darren, the Dolphins haven't played anybody yet. And that's just the fun back and forth of sports. So... Yeah, We talked about what's Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League and running away with the poll. Last I looked for Key Auto Group, it's Toronto at Winnipeg on Friday night, and I kind of wonder how many people are aware that the Argos have made no secret of the fact their top quarterback, the CFL's MVP, Chad Kelly, isn't going to play. Uh, but whatever. Carlos in Indianapolis writes in and says, Expletives are like a spice. In the right amount, it's okay but too much and it ruins everything i kind of i like i like talking about this i like talking about this as a staff amongst each other uh as darren said you know be you uh if the if the uh we were just talking around the coffee table i'd probably be swearing a lot but we're not i'm in front of a microphone and camera on daytime television so i'm not going to swear that doesn't bother and you know that doesn't bother pat mcafee and that's Also cool, too. I'm actually shocked he hasn't sworn on college game day, you know, where the sanctity of college football and the NCAA is a lot different than the NFL. But he hasn't done it. The guy, that's why I have no jealousy of the guy. I respect him because he's a true broadcaster. He works his nuts off. He's everywhere, and he does a great job. Hats off. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to get jealous about something like that. So there's the one thing. Um, Jordan writes in. I think he's, he is in Calgary. Jordan asks. He says, Rod, who do you have playing in the Super Bowl in February? I'm going to say right now, Cowboys and Dolphins. Oh. And, and And thank you, Jordan, for the question. Because that takes me down a whole other road here. We did cover a lot of CFL at hour one, and if that's what people want to talk about an hour or two, we can. Or NFL or NHL. I'm fluent in both of Canada's official languages, hockey and football. But I don't think I could coach, and I'm pretty darn sure I can't be a play-by-play guy, in today's era of sports with the social media. It would just It would drive me crazy. And I don't know how the guys and gals that are in the industry in the way that they are working for teams, do it. I'll give you an example. Did you see the clip from Joe Namath? The Jets great, New York Jets great. He came out and, on a talk show in New York and said the Jets need to move on from Zach Wilson. And it's the big story. I don't know how much yeah. play it's had in Canada, but I guess they've brought in Trevor Simeon. But they're going to keep going with Zach Wilson until they decide not to keep going with Zach Wilson. They have refused overtures from Carson Wentz, clearly Colin Kaepernick, and there was a third. Matt and Ryan. In, Yeah, Matt Ryan. Thank you. Matty Ice, Darren. So you are following it. And yeah. it's... Full credit to Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, to let this kind of roll off his back and say, Zach Wilson's our guy until he's not our guy. But Robert Sala is an NFL coach. He's not an NFL quarterback. And Dak Prescott, I felt, kind of lost his cool a little bit after the Cowboys lost in Arizona on Sunday. I don't know if you saw that quote or interview where he goes, I guess the media got what they want today. And that's the Cowboys losing. I'm... I don't know Dakota Prescott at all, but he's a young man. And young men don't have the strength or metal or experience of the older guys like the coaches. I, I just couldn't deal with it. You no, know, sort of, hey, coach, what do you think about Joe Namath saying that you should get rid of your quarterback? Like, I, I'd, lose my, I'd lose my mind.
2: You? I know. Well, and that's, you know, Bill Belichick has done a really good job of blocking that stuff out. We're talking about the Bengals. We're talking about the Bengals. I'm here to talk about the didn't Bengals, a, you know. And didn't they say he's they a jerk? Say, yeah, they say he's a jerk. But you know what? If you answered all those, you're just allowing all that distraction to come in. Joe Namath now is no longer in a football locker room. He is now as much of the media as anybody. You know, he's a contributor in that sense. He's has opinions and, you know, articles are written about what he says. People care about what he has to say. That's his job now. But for the football teams, it's not your job to worry about what's being said in the media. We've said this has been the same story for a long time. You know, you're paid to coach and play the game. That's it.
1: Ah, I figured that the audience might like this topic. Uh, A few things. Colin in Ottawa writes in and he says, Great interview with Jake ceres Thank you, Colin. Jake did spend a year playing with Ottawa. Robin in Prince Albert says, You guys swear? Oh, my God. You just ruined my clean-cut, properly speaking image of you guys. Totally shocked right now. Not too sure what to believe anymore. LOL. (laughs) I just don't swear on the air.
2: Like... Come visit me on the of golf Of all course.
1: the times. Yeah, I mean, I have same. Right, I swear, but just not on the air. I just, I just can't bring myself to do it. Like when we started this show, which was before Pat McAfee, was before spitting Chicklets, uh, I think, or right around the same time, I had hockey guys say, oh, are you going to drop F-bombs? Are you going to say this? I'm like, I don't think so. That's not me. Not on the air. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says... The CRTC and FCC are real strict. You listen to morning radio in Australia, you listen to nighttime radio in the UK, swearing is viewed differently and gives on-air talent a bit more freedom. Imagine Rod's rant if he could really go off. Hot damn! Uh, I might, would (laughs) probably say things that I wouldn't normally say in the confines of daytime television, but I still wouldn't really swear. I just don't really think that I would. And Jordan in Calgary says, uh, Dolphins offense is unbelievable. Not a fan of Tyreek, but he's a hell of a player. And Jordan also says, Dak is hands down my favorite NFL player. So he was the guy that started the conversation, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? And I said, uh, Cowboys, Dolphins, it's interesting (sighs) The one thing I haven't quite got my mind around but I'm getting there is how some guys go on the air and just rip the hell out of others. Whether it be in the broadcast industry or broadcasters ripping coaches and players. And if I do that, my phone blows up and people are mad. I'm like, how come he can say it and I can't say it? People are mad forever. They want to ruin your career. They don't talk to you anymore. (laughs) I I don't. (laughs) Can you explain that one to me, Darren? Because I don't get it. Well,
2: you know, I've tried. (laughs) You know, and I think, you know, we don't see it, but their phones are probably blowing up too, right? Or on the flip side, you know, we're under more of a microscope, you know, being on a network like this and being under in more homes and have more viewers and we're under more of a microscope, you know? Maybe people just don't care. Maybe people aren't listening to some of the other people that are, you know, Spout Well, right?
1: I tell you something. Uh, when Craig Button went off on Mike Babcock the other day, number one, I was surprised when he did, but I was like, bravo, Craig. I mean, I've known him since I was 15. Uh, whether I agreed with what he said or not, when he said, good riddance, Mike Babcock, I was like, whoa, and it did not go over well in the hockey community because those people blew up my phone. That's the one thing that I really have a problem with. Grown men... And I'm not talking about those that wrote me. So chill, because they're probably watching or listening right now. But football's worse, believe me. But hockey has it too. You tell that Dupont. How about you tell him, bro? You got his number. Yeah, my DMs are open. You know what? I, like, yeah. Or or usually it's people that you know. Yeah. You know. Um, by the way, I do want to swing this around for a second. I'm going to read you tonight's games. In the National Hockey League. Sabres, Leafs playing in St. Thomas, Ontario. Craft Hockeyville game. Florida Panthers are at Carolina. Ottawa's at Montreal. Philadelphia Flyers at the Islanders. Calgary Flames at Winnipeg. I mean, we're all going to be following these games, which is cool. I'm encouraging you to follow them all. I'm just not encouraging you to put much stock in the outcomes of them. The Tampa Bay Lightning are at Nashville. The Vancouver Canucks are at Edmonton. L.A. Kings at Vegas. And San Jose and Anaheim. And in uh, Major League Baseball, we talked about the Yankees at the Blue Jays. And I'm really hoping the Blue Jays do make the playoffs. I don't think it'll be real long. Similar to when they got swept by Tampa Bay two years ago. Lost to the Mariners last year. I think it's not gonna I don't believe they're going to be world. They're too inconsistent. But they're getting there. Um, I do want to talk about this because we haven't spent a ton of time. And we will as we get closer to the weekend to the, to the football, both NFL College and CFL, Darren. But for Canada's game of the week, still running away with it is Toronto at Winnipeg. The fans in Winnipeg are upset that Toronto's not bringing their full lineup because they've already clinched. There's another one. The Bombers just, or the Argos just can't care what other people think. that Clearly the commissioner's not going to get involved. He just wouldn't do it. You can't. You need to field your best lineup because people sold you. No, they. We, they can't. No. Sask at BC, Montreal at Ottawa, Calgary and Hamilton. My game of the week is Sask at BC, and I was reading a rudimentary amount—not all of them, but a little bit of the game notes for the game. If Hamilton wins and Sask wins, Edmonton's officially eliminated from the playoffs. But they both got to win. And I don't think Sask is going to win at BC. As a matter of fact, the Lions are favored by 10. I don't think Edmonton gets eliminated this weekend, do you?
2: No, I don't. I really don't. Um, The game in Hamilton's a little intriguing, too. um, Because you're right, there's a lot to play for for both those teams. Calgary's got to get this thing going in the right direction, too. But because they're trying to get into a playoff spot. So that, those are the two games for me, 1A, 1B, because I think from a Saskatchewan and Calgary perspective, it's a battle, right? It's a battle for one playoff spot. One of those teams is going to get into the playoffs. The other will not. And if you ask me today, pin me down. I can't tell you who I think it's going to be. I don't know. Jeff, the Stamps fan writes in, says,
1: that Stamps at Hamilton is my game of the week. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Because it is yours, and I, of course, your team's playing in it. But our friend Michael in Winnipeg uh, yesterday was not a fan of the Carrie Underwood announcement because he's like, I'm not going to be at Grey Cup. So she's not performing at the game, but at some concert Friday night. How does that help me or any other Canadian that it's not going? I'm like, can we step outside ourselves for a second and just realize it's a big deal that Carrie Underwood would play the Grey Cup Festival? Can you think about somebody else? Can we just observe? somebody else's opinion or perspective other than our own. Let's spend four minutes and think about that and be back with more in a moment. John Ryan coming up, too, from the Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks. We're live on the Game Plus television network all across Canada and 31 U.S. states, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years, not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code the RP SHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Hey, collectors, be sure to register for the Premier Sports Card Convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. It's in Red Deer, Alberta, at the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th to October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at Premier premiersportscardcon.ca. Selling, buying, browsing, check it out in Red Deer at the end of the month. Well, said. So I was excited to have Jake Serezna on last hour. As excited or more so now, John Ryan joins us, the man with a Hall of Fame resume, Super Bowl champion punter, CFL All-Star, and newly retired. How's retirement life, JR?
3: Uh, it's been busy so far. Uh, I, own, uh, I own part of three different minor league baseball teams. So uh, up until about a week ago, I was probably more busy uh, in retirement than I was playing football, but it's been a lot of fun.
1: Okay, I got you. Well, I'm glad. A guy like you can't just sit around. But I think the very first question I should have had for you was, how was the 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks? Looks like you guys had a big time there in the Emerald City.
3: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I can't believe it's been 10 years already. But uh, the Seahawks did a great job. They had the entire team back, uh, as many guys that could make it. Um, it was great to catch up with the guys again. A lot of those guys I haven't seen in almost 10 years. So it was just great to see them again, catch up, uh, you know, tell, tell old stories, tell, uh, get back into uh, old arguments that uh, probably started a decade ago. And it just felt like we were stepping right back in the locker room again.
1: Well, you know what? You got some great stories about that particular game. It was in New York, right? It was cold. The one, the Super Bowl that you won. We'll talk about the one that you lost in a second. But... You got some great stories, man. Like I remember you saying, coming out of the, the locker room at halftime, and the announcer said it was the largest score, halftime lead in Super Bowl history. You Talk about that day, if you don't mind, and what you remember.
3: Uh, it, it was wild. It really, not only that day, just the two weeks leading up to it is uh, the most uncomfortable two weeks of my life, to be honest. It, it was exciting, and there was a lot going on, but it was just so far outside of your normal comfort zone of what you do to prepare for a football game uh, with all the everything going on. And really, the first time I felt comfortable for that entire two weeks was the, the, the day I stepped on the field, you know, right when I stepped on the field for warm-ups. I was like, oh, I'm, I know what I'm doing now. I, I'm used to this. I'm not used to all the other stuff that happened earlier, but uh, now I'm used to this. And, yeah, it was just, man, it was just such a memorable day, uh, you know. Uh, it, it helped the stress levels a little bit, jumping out 22 nothing by halftime and then returning the opening kick in the start of the third quarter up 29-0. Uh, we we kind of knew there was a, a guy named Peyton Manning on the other side of the field, so no lead was really safe. But... Uh, when he was twenty nine points and pretty hard to overcome we rolled that into a you know forty three to eight win that day.
1: Yeah, life changing, I'm sure. Uh, and then of course I just saw the other day that Pete Carroll finally addressed the call at the end of the game in the ensuing Super Bowl. Talk talk about the one that you lost, if you don't mind. You probably think about that more than the one that you won
3: yeah i mean going back uh you know the very next year was uh obviously it's hard to do and you know we, we did feel a little bit more comfortable that year and you know also not having to worry about the weather playing in in arizona you know it's a pretty nice place to play um and it was just uh, a, a great football game it was a really good football game and uh, i can appreciate that it was uh it looked like it was going to go our way right up until what about 25 seconds left when you know the the, the famous uh you know second and one pass uh Went, uh, didn't go our way whatsoever. So that, that was painful. Uh, we even talked about that uh, to a lot of the guys that were there uh, this past weekend. Uh, we kind of all thanked our lucky stars that we won the year before because if we hadn't, uh, you know, we would have been dwelling on that one for a really long time. Not that we, not that we aren't still, but uh, not as bad as it could have been.
1: <laughs> what did coach Carroll say about it afterwards? Like I saw the headline that he spoke about it, but did he say that we, that we blew it? Or what did he say about it? Do you know?
3: Uh, I do know, you know, and I've been kind of preaching this for a long time with just, you know, basic four minute offense. You want to make sure every down is available to you. So second or third down was going to be a pass. That's just the, the way it goes with the amount of timeouts been left and the position on the field. It was, uh, I don't agree with the, where, where we threw the ball? I don't think you should keep it in the middle of the field. I think you should have, you know, threw a, a, a fade route or something like that. Uh, but it, it, was, it was a passing down. I mean, people don't understand that, but that's just part of the, the basics of a four-minute offense. You have to make sure every down is available to you. And I think – I don't know exactly what Pete said. I'm sure it's something similar to that that he came out and said uh, because that's, like, that's how we looked at it in the locker room. We, we weren't happy about it, but we understood that that was a passing down.
1: I don't know if I ever asked you this, but you talk about the two-week lead-up to Super Bowl. Were you at least able to spend a night or two in your own bed in Arizona at that Super Bowl, or did you stay in the team hotel the whole time?
3: I was. We uh, when we got in on uh, I believe it was Sunday. The Monday was kind of be our day off, and then our, our media day later on in the day. So I was able to you know spend one night one night in my own bed before I had to go to the uh, the team facility. So uh, that was nice just to get away from all the uh, all the commotion of everything, and just kind of feel normal for for one
1: night yeah i don't doubt it at all and you know we did used to sit back and talk about you ending your career in the cfl i never actually thought it would happen but it did you weren't able to add a gray cup to the trophy case but you did kind of accomplish what you wanted how we haven't talked about this how are you with the footnote the post post nfl part of your resume
3: i'm very happy with it you know uh i've always kind of done things on my own terms and did things the way i wanted to do it so i know a lot of people have said that it was kind of uh maybe a little bit ridiculous to i go back in the cfl and you know play for peanuts for for three or four years but i didn't see it that way at all uh i got to play in my, my hometown i got to play in regina uh, a kid that grew up there you know season ticket holder since 1990 until the day i was drafted in 2004. uh it was kind of always a dream to go back there and uh you know play for the rough riders and uh i had a Bob Poley, the Polecat who you're familiar with, former Rough Rider, he told me when I was about 23 years old, he said, John, play as long as you possibly can and then play one more year. Yeah, and that's what I did. And that's why I went back and played that one last year at Edmonton. Uh, we, we did not have a great record. but I had an absolutely phenomenal time, and I went out uh, exactly how I wanted to. So uh, no regrets, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the, the post-career, how it went.
1: Good. Funny you say that, though, because Poley's last year, was with don matthews was the head coach and Poley didn't have to even practice now, maybe he told you that it was like show up and snap the ball did you have that deal in edmonton did jones make you practice the last year
3: oh hell yeah he did yes he did uh but it was funny because i had that conversation with Poli. i was back in a Ryder game the alumni lounge <clears throat> sorry and uh he was telling me that he had a pretty good year that year his job was to go get pizza for the boys on fridays i think and uh, just pretty much show up for games and hang out with the boys and have beers and uh, eat pizza. So it sounded a little bit more fun than my last year, but I also had a lot of fun. <laughs> different era,
1: different era. I think <laughs> yeah, they might have okay. still been smoking in the in the locker room back then. So aside from owning those three teams, what else are you doing?
3: Uh, just back here in LA as much as I can be, uh, you know, and I was, you know, for the last decade with, uh, my wife, Sarah, we, we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time together, uh, all the time. You know, it was more of an off season thing and a weekend here and there during the season. So, uh, now we have to spend a lot more time together and it's been, uh, it's been really, it's been really great.
1: Uh, I like to see that. I mean, we got to get her on again. Because, as you know, Absolutely. Um, you're funny, but she makes a living out of it. And uh, what, what was her take of the uh, Seahawks reunion? Because you guys just started dating, like, that week, did you not, of that Seahawks Super Bowl?
3: Her, her and I literally started date, or started talking the week of that Super Bowl. Uh, and yeah. I told her I'd love to take her on a date, but I was a little busy because I would play in the Super Bowl on Sunday, which is, uh, you know, a great line that not many people can use. So How I thought I could use it, So I use it, and then... Uh, you know, she, she had a lot of fun at the reunion too. She caught up with a lot of people. Uh, we have a lot of friends there that are are not football related people. We have to we have to catch up with them and just uh just a great time getting back to that city.
1: Well, let me just ask you this, and this is not as much interview as it just you and me rapping, But you heard me talk about that sports card convention. They don't in Red Deer. They don't do it in Canada like they do it in the states. You know that. But would you be, you know. Like hitting those things seems a lot of fun. A lot of athletes do. Would you, would you be up for doing stuff like that?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I've been doing a, a few things here or there. Uh, it's kind of nice because I, I know some of my former teammates have to do that stuff, and uh, uh, I, I get to do that stuff. So it's, it's a bit different position for some guys, but uh, I always like getting back out with the fans. You know, uh, it seems actually easier to be with the fans now that you're away from the game than actually when you're in it, so you don't have to ask questions about what you did last weekend. You had talk about the glory days from years years behind you which is a, a lot more fun so yeah i'm definitely up for any of that
1: okay cool well and, and the last thing i don't know when i'm going to see again other than maybe this interview but uh or the, like an interview down the line but the viewers don't know you have roughly nieces and nephews a million like they thought <laughs> it was somewhere, pretty somewhere cool there to go yeah to go down and watch uncle john and not have to get on a plane to go watch Uncle John, to just drive down Elphinstone Street and go watch all those nine Ryan jerseys. That had to be cool, man. What was that like?
3: That, that was really a huge part of why I wanted to do it. You know, I have 12 nieces and nephews by, from my three siblings, and uh, a lot of them had never seen me play in person before. Uh, a few of them had come to Seattle for, you know, a game a year, even in my brothers and sisters, my mom too. You know, they'd all kind of come for a game or two a year. And uh, when I was playing in Regina, they got to see me every week, you know, to look up and see, you know, 12, 12 of my nieces and nephews uh, all in number nine jerseys. Uh, it's pretty special, and it was uh, definitely one of the reasons why I came back.
1: Yeah, I thought it, I just watched it from afar, and I'm like, this is just so awesome. And I guess lastly, what is up on the entertainment front of your lovely wife, Sarah Colonna? Uh, I love the Shameless show. Or, um, so what was the name of her the show? Salacious? What was it?
3: Insatiable on Netflix.
1: Right. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> it got
1: weird near the end. They all do. Um, what's up on her <laughs> career docket right now?
3: Well, it's uh, the, screen, the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, and the actors have been on strike for a number of months now, and I think the uh, Screen Actors Guild is just uh, getting back to work now. So uh, she hasn't had a lot other than you know her podcast. Um, Are you my podcast? And she's still touring. She's in Tacoma in a couple weeks here. So uh, she's sticking, staying busy with that. But uh, now the, the, the acting and the writing will come back right away, too. So she's looking forward to that.
1: Good stuff. Well, enjoy uh, what's, rest of the, what's left of the break, John. Appreciate the time here today. Please give her my best, your whole family, and uh, enjoy retirement, sir.
3: Thanks, Rob. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you. Super Bowl champion, CFL All-Star John Ryan checking in from Los Angeles, California. I'm not sure if we're going to have Moose again on the program, but uh, when we come back, we'll do a sports update and audience takeover. They're telling me Moose will be back for the rest of the show. So uh, join us on the most interactive program on television and radio. We're live on Game Plus TV. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below the waist grooming. Look, Sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them. And I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it. We don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping care about yourself for god's sakes go to manscaped.com and use the promo code SHOW. you can thank me later hey everybody it's me the champ we're live on game plus tv and key radio in atlanta and just ahead of bringing the moose back on here's your sports update on this wednesday the Toronto Blue Jays look to get back on track as uh, Jose Barrios takes the mound tonight against the Yankees' Garrett Cole at Rogers Centre. Jays lost 2-0 on Tuesday, Tuesday night, preventing them from inching closer to a playoff berth, but they are still one and a half games up on Houston for the American League's second wild card spot. All seven Canadian teams are on action tonight in NHL preseason play, including the Leafs against Buffalo in Kraft Hockeyville. And uh, remind me, Darren, to talk about this. I just did a quick search of social media in the break. My bad. And they said, I just saw the NHL's considering, and they've brought them on, the NHL considering playing outdoor games in Mexico. So hang on. And from the curling world, top Canadian curlers, Kerry Anerson and Brad Gushu are in Oakville, Ontario, at the Points Bet Invitational, which gets underway today. The first season of Champions event of the season has 16 teams featuring many of Canada's top men's and women's rinks and runs through Sunday. Anderson opens against Josie Zimmerman in the afternoon. Gushu meets Greg Balzden in the first afternoon draw. Sports update is for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment featuring their Core 5, Good Company, Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Folks, you got 21 minutes to get a comment to us on the text line 902-518-3033. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Look up joe at emjmarketing.com. They'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Um, I, I don't know, man, uh, where you are, how much time you spend surfing social media. I think you spend a lot of it. A lot of us do. Yeah, we're in the business. But you really got to be aware of the fake news. I say that a lot of times. Uh, this is the first I saw it, and it, I can't remember the name of the website. Do you believe this story, by the way, Darren, that the NHL is considering outdoor
2: games in Mexico? Yeah, of course. I believe it. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's very believable. They're playing in Australia. Not outdoors, but they're playing in Australia. And it makes me kind of think, like, did anybody consult the ice maker before making this decision? Like, is he sitting there watching our show right now being like, wait a second, you want to do what? And, And do it where? Like, they were worried about the glare. Remember when the Colorado Avalanche played in the outdoor game? Was that on Lake Superior, Lake Erie? I can't remember. Um, and they were worried about the glare off the ice. You know, it was causing problems. Too much sun. Well, what do you think it's going to be like in Mexico? <laughs> you know, you've got to battle a lot of elements. About, but <clears throat> when they were at Lake Tahoe? Tahoe, that's that it. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lake Tahoe. But <sighs> you know what? They'll find a way to do it. And if you can do it and expose the game to more people, why not? I think it's great. I'm sure they're loving this in Australia even though I haven't seen a lot of coverage from the games.
0: Hmm.
1: Kirk in Toronto writes in. uh, He's watching on Game Plus. He says, hi, Rod. No matter who they put up against you in your time slot, the RP show is number one for me. How about that? Thank you, Kirk. And he also, where is it here? Uh, Kirk says, yes, Pat McAfee is on TSN. And yes, it's a swearing fest with Aaron Rodgers. That's the thing. Um, I sit here and think in 2023, having been around football a long time, hockey my whole life, Pat McAfee just resembles what football is. Aggressive. In your face. That's him. That's football. You know what I mean? And uh, that's kind of what a lot of people want. But I also know it's what a lot of people don't want. But there's room for everybody out there. Back on point, I mean, with the neutral site stuff, I became a lacrosse fan because I was invited by the Saskatchewan Rush, their president at the time, to come up and, and take in a game. Otherwise, I would have probably not gone to a game. NLL, National Lacrosse League. I went and I was hooked immediately. Ended up buying season tickets. It's the whole part of sampling your product. I mean... I don't know. There's soccer friendlies, as they say, in neutral site games. Um, I went to Canadian Premier League games. I went to them in Calgary, and they were fun. I didn't really know what was going on. But I guess that's the whole point of marketing and exposure. You can't say the NHL isn't doing a good job getting out in front of people in new places. You know, maybe somebody in Australia loved what they saw, and somebody in Mexico will love what they see, and they'll become a hockey fan out of it. There's that, that... there's really nothing to lose by doing that, I guess is my point.
2: Yeah, there's nothing to lose. I mean, fans in their local markets, even Canada, where it's really big, um, they, don't, they don't go gag ga goo goo over preseason games. Like the, <laughs> the, the attendance isn't busting at the seams. They're not selling out preseason games. So why not move those to neutral sites? Why not move those to other markets and expose more people to the game who aren't going to drive or travel or fly to watch you in the regular season. I think it's great. Um, there, like you said, there's nothing to lose. From uh, the audience, and thank you guys
1: for chiming in. You can do so on the streaming as well, those watching on YouTube. Nelson uh, says they have, been, they have played outdoor games in L.A. The NHL has proven to themselves they can make ice anywhere with their mobile ice plants. Ryan in upstate New York says there was a wicked glare in the 2014 Stadium Series game in Yankee Stadium between the Devils and Rangers. Same thing happened in Winnipeg. they had to delay the game there. In Tahoe, it wasn't a glare per se. I think it was just bad ice, right? And Dan, watching in Saskatoon, says, I've been told by NHL people that the best ice in the league is in Dallas. Heat isn't the issue. Humidity. Usually is. Yes, but I'm probably oversimplifying things. But have we thought about turning the temperature down? I was in the game the other night here in Sunrise, and I was riding down in the elevator between the doubleheader games with one of the Panthers staff. And I said, I'm sorry, but did you guys drop the temperature by 20 degrees? In the offseason, she's like, I don't know, but I'm wearing gloves next game. And I'm like, I don't know either, but my lips are blue. Like, I used to think (laughs) Arizona was cold, and it was. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's now a Merritt Bank Arena in Sunrise, Florida is unbearably cold. And this coming from a guy, and that, getting to a point here. In the 90s, And even the 80s. Who doesn't remember Boston Garden? You wouldn't. But the players skating around with towels because of the fog on the ice, trying to get the fog lifted so they could play because it was hot in the summertime in Boston and the Stanley Cup final. And then the same thing happens in Dallas. So what do they end up doing? Putting these huge air conditioning contraptions. You saw those tubes on the end of the building. And now they don't have these weird contraptions, but the buildings are colder. Duh. Did we have to bring in a specialist to figure this out? And I do remember in the 80s, uh, the agrodome in Regina, where I went as a kid to watch the Pats games, we loved the fact that you could sit in your chair and take your coat off and not be too cold to watch the game. Problem was, we had the worst ice in the league. Habitually. So now they've cranked the temperature way down, and the ice is great. It's a miracle. <laughs> but I'm sitting here <laughs> going, tonight? I wonder. I don't know what I'm going to wear Friday night. I don't even have a parka. I came home and told Serena, I don't even have a parka. I don't know what I would wear. And I remember when this change happened. 10 to 15 years ago, you've heard me tell the story. We had a Zamboni driver at the Brand Center, Phil. He was a grumpy old bastard. And we love that about each other because now I'm grumpy too. I, I get it. <laughs> Hard exterior. He's just tired of people's crap. So that was when they cranked the temperature down in the arena. And I remember, do you remember me telling this story? I walked around yeah. underneath. Phil just comes off the ice in the Zamboni. I'm like, hey, would you mind turning the temperature up for God's sakes? It's freezing in here. And you, this is a guy running the Zamboni. Remember what he said? It's a hockey rink, not a shopping mall. Okay. (laughs) And then I was, that's the language I understand. Like I said to you on the phone, when the guy with my Jeep over here, he's like, did you leave it uncovered in the flash flood the other night? Yes. It's not a submarine. It's a Jeep. Oh, okay. Sometimes you need to get in somebody's face and yell at them (laughs) to wake them up. So do you think it's as simple as turning the building temperature down is my long preamble here?
2: Who would have thought, right? The colder the temperature, the better the ice. I mean, right? I mean, one-on-one makes two. Um, But that was always a thing as a kid, too, being in Wynyard. We'd we'd play in some cold rinks. Quill Lake, Saskatchewan, cold. Um, Seaman, Saskatchewan, probably the, the coldest rink where there's frost on the inside on the boards, right, on the, on the ceiling. It was covered in snow um, and, and starting to freeze on the inside. Rutherford rink in Saskatoon was colder inside than outside in the middle of the winter. Um, but we always, it was always a treat to go to Humboldt and play, go to Yorkton and play a game in the bigger arenas. Um, if we ever got to go to Saskatoon or Regina to watch a, a junior game or go to an event, that was a treat. It's like I want to play in a rink where it's warm and I don't have to wear a turtleneck yeah. and four long sleeves under my hockey gear, right? And, and, and warmers in my shoes. Like, that was the dream, and you thought that was awesome, but now they're kind of going away from that, and they're turning the temperature down in these bigger rinks.
1: And paid millions of dollars to somebody to figure that out, that you want to yeah. drop the temperature. But I would ask, okay, we're going to break and come back for overtime but I would ask the audience, fill in the blank. I played in a rink that was so cold that... Blank. Because I want to say it was Fillmore. I think it was Fillmore, one of those little towns. The puck hit the post and split in two. It was so cold that the puck split in two when it hit the post. Fill in the blanks, people. And we'll be right back with Overtime for Overtime Hockey Lanes in a moment. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years, not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code SHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. It's Overtime, and it's brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. They've got all kinds of promotions running now. Fooskies ready to rock, their version of foosball, but they call it a foos hockey. Just go check it out. 28th Street Northeast in Calgary, where skilled and fun collide. I call it an amusement park for hockey players now even more so. Moose DuPont is with me for Overtime, and there are Quite a few things that we can get into here regarding that puck splitting. When it hit the post, it was so cold in the rink. Uh, Jen at the Four Seasons writes in, and she says, that happened in Regina a few years back. Happened two times in one game. Bad batch of pucks, I guess. LOL. Uh, From Jackie, says, I remember I watched one of my cousins play hockey in a rink that was so cold, someone's hot coffee ended up freezing solid. Do you believe it, Dale? Uh,
2: Darren? I believe it. I really believe it. And the one I had for how cold it was, it was so cold on these rinks that the hockey players couldn't wear the half shield because they would just fog up or frost up. They had to wear a half cage. Remember those half cages that the small town rinks yep. would wear? That's how cold it was.
1: And Nelson says, I played in a rink in Vibank. It was so cold that I body-checked a kid and snot was instantly frozen to his cage for the rest of the game. Uh, So, yeah. And Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I can understand having air conditioning in the buildings, but why do they need to have it below freezing? Well, look... I am no expert, and I've wandered to the end of my leash on this topic. Other, (laughs) what's so
2: funny? I'm just waiting for what you're going to say. Why does it have to be below freezing? Because that's when ice freezes. Does it not stand to reason
1: (laughs) that the colder it would be, the better the ice would be? Hot take. Give me all the millions they spent on this study mm-hmm. that they needed to drop yeah. the temperature in NHL arenas to make the ice better. Um, in other news, breaking news. Oh, my God. It is only Wednesday, right? We got to get to the weekend. This from the Atlanta Black Star. Did you read this, Ryan on Radio? Travis Kelsey's ex, Maya Benberry. This is the headline. Travis Kelce's ex, Maya Benberry, warns Taylor Swift to stay away from the cheating NFL star, alleges he cheated on her with Kayla Nicole. Okay, I'm freaking out. With the swearing on Pat McAfee and Spittin' Chiclets. Is this where we're at now? Is this what's passing for sports talk and news? I understand this is at yahoo.ca, is where I saw it, but like we're really, we're really hurtling down a hellhole fast if this is what the (laughs) headlines are now. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, but it's the story of the day. And anything that has Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift in it is going to get you clicks, sell you more advertising, and make you more money. I mean, from a business perspective, we should be doing the two hour Travis Kelsey uh, Taylor Swift show. But, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, I don't like it. And uh, I wouldn't rate it.
1: Well, of more interest, which we'll be spending more time as we work towards Friday night is uh, the Toronto Argonauts. I'm seeing uh, is we're going to talk some actual pro ball here. The Toronto Argonauts are getting raked over the coals for not bringing their full lineup. And I don't know what to say, man, other than, There's Hall of Fame Winnipeg media ripping the Argos for this. And it's like, come on, guys. If it was your team, which you've been in those shoes, resting your guys and you didn't have a problem with it, but now Toronto's doing it and you're ripping Come on.
2: I don't get it. Whose side are you on, The only thing I saw, I know, the only thing I saw with this, Dave Naylor did make a point. He said, this is one example of maybe why unified standings could come into play. To make the games more meaningful down the stretch, the NLL just went to unified standings. No more East and West.
1: Yeah. So because one team clinched in record time, we're going to change the standings. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow, man. Noon Eastern. Thanks, everybody. See you then. McFly! Hello!